Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Our devotion for today is going to be based on Psalm 19, a couple sections from our Read the Bible in 2022 section, uh, verse 1, and which was one of yesterday's verses, and then we'll continue on with some of today's verses in verses 7 and 8. So Psalm 19, verse 1, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Then moving on to verse 7, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul, The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. I really think these two verses do a great job of of delineating for us what we refer to as the uh, natural knowledge of God and also the revealed knowledge of God. Uh, As we look up at the heavens, as we look at the sky above, especially on a a cloudless uh, night and the stars shining, and the, the Milky Way, or maybe even the uh, Aurora Borealis, we look up at the wonders of creation. You can't help but marvel at the glory of God, marvel at the order of his creation and all that he, all that he has done. And yet the natural knowledge of God does fall short in its explanation of who God is. Uh, every uh, people in the history of the world have believed in some sort of deity, some sort of uh, being higher and greater than themselves, and that's part of that natural knowledge. And yet without the revealed knowledge of God, uh, we cannot know who the true God is or what the true God expects of us or what uh, uh, he may or may not have done for us. And that's where the law of God comes in. And those verses 7 and 8 explain for us what the law of God does. Pastor, do you want to expand a little bit on, on now what we refer to as the revealed knowledge of God? Yeah, I like that you went there with that right away because those verses do highlight both of those. And then, you know, it really kind of expands even further on what you were talking about last week with the law of the Lord being perfect. But that idea of, you know, what it does for us, it's, it's got to be a law here in the broad sense, you know, converting the soul. So there's the element of not just a law, but also the gospel, which we've been highlighting in our services the last couple weeks. And that idea of that there's wisdom that he benefits us. So that revealed knowledge of God, we always need to look at God's word as, why do I want to study God's word? Well, I want to be wise, wise unto salvation, like Paul wrote to Timothy. But that whole wisdom that really gives us direction for our day-to-day life. It says the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Again, I think of the gospel right away is going to primarily do that. You know, the law can be good that it helps us to be glad and know how to honor and serve our Father in heaven. But ultimately, rejoicing the heart is going to be rejoicing that, hey, I'm imperfect in view of this perfect law. And I want to see and rejoice of how my Savior was perfect as a substitute for me, as a as a servant of me and of my soul. So I love that phrase. It's just, it makes my heart glad. I, I might have days where I'm down and discouraged or even depressed, but it rejoices my soul knowing I have an eternal rest and eternal peace in our, in our Savior. Right, and I think, you know, tying together these ideas of, of justification and sanctification, because of what Jesus has done for us, we are justified. We are made perfect and righteous in God's sight. And because of that, now we are able to apply these commandments to our lives. And, and the truth is, as we do continue to keep God's commandments and the, the, the law, as, we, as we've referred to, uh, God does 
bless us. He does uh, encourage us and strengthen us. And it's not a, it's not a, uh, a, a thing where the better you are, the better more God will bless you. Um, but it is a, a, a realization that as we keep God's commandments and as we realize realize that He is working for our good behind the scenes, we'll be better able to open our own eyes to the blessings that He gives to us. Uh, it's pretty well known that. Uh, uh, money can't buy happiness. It's a familiar phrase. Uh, and this weekend we'll be looking at that a little bit deeper in our, our sermon. But the, the, what does bring happiness is, uh, is a correct understanding of God's word and God's will for us and then now applying that to our lives, whether it be our relationship with those in authority over us, our relationship with our spouse, our relationship with our employer or employees. Um, these relationships are, when they're when they are viewed through the lens of the gospel of Jesus Christ, there is now joy in our, there can now be joy in our lives because of what Christ has done for us. And now as we apply uh, these commandments to our lives, there is happiness and there is joy in fulfilling those commandments that God has given to us. Yeah, that I like the way we were talking about the opening of the eyes. The lightning of the eyes are the last phrase that you read there from verse 8 does really speak to the fact that you know, we were blind, he's given us sight, we are wandering from the Lord many times, and he continues to direct us back through that word, through that law, through that gospel, directing us back to the truths of his word, gives us direction, gives us that lamp to our feet, light to our path that David often prayed for, that all believers pray for as the Lord leads us to our heavenly home. The law of God is perfect. Wonderful theme. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your holy word through which you reveal to us your son, Jesus Christ. Uh, on our own, you gave us that natural knowledge of God that sees the order of your creation and marvels at the wonder and power that you must, must have. But we thank you for your word through which you reveal your, to us your son, Jesus Christ, the work he did for us, the salvation he won for us through his life, death, and resurrection. Bless us, O Lord, as we continue to grow in our understanding and our faith, uh, our trust that you have done all these things for our good. Uh, when we compare our lives to the law, we fall short. And yet through Jesus who kept the law for us, we know that we are redeemed blood-bought souls. Uh, bless us with this knowledge. Help us to continue to revel in the revealed knowledge of God in your word and to grow day by day. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. A couple of week, uh, updates, reminders we want to highlight for you today. Uh, our online Bible class continues this evening uh, on Mark chapter 11. I uh, hope you can join us for that. Our weekend Bible classes, we're continuing to study the report from the CLC Board of Doctrine and the Joint Committee Representatives on the church fellowship and its termination. We've done two weeks of that. We'll be doing that for a few more weeks before we send our feedback uh, back to the, those respective boards uh, based on what we have discussed as a congregation. Uh, our How to Read the Bible in 2022 program that we've been doing at Emmanuel is now has an online aspect to it. Um, you can find that right on the homepage of our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Uh, if you scroll down far enough, you'll see uh, just the daily reading. You can click on that and it'll open up an opportunity for you to uh, click on the readings. There's a, it takes you right to the ESV website where it'll read you out loud the sections if you like. Um, you can also post right on our website too if you have any questions or thoughts or ideas uh, on, the, on the Bible reading. So hopefully uh, we'll start to make more use of that uh, in the days and weeks to come. Uh, Lent 2022 is a little bit later than usual. This year, Easter Sunday is April 17th. Uh, which means that Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the Lenten season, is March 2nd. So we're, we're still a couple weeks away from that. 
uh, but your pastors are busy at work planning that uh, uh, Lenten series. We'll be taking a look at the Lord's Prayer, um, so hope you can begin to get your hearts and minds ready for the Lenten meditation this year. Our prayer list for this week, uh, we continue to pray for Arthur Heyer, uh, a three-year-old young relative of the Schmid family. Uh, he, Arthur was diagnosed with cancer. He had a five-pound tumor that was removed from his abdomen. He's currently undergoing chemotherapy in Rochester, and uh, we keep this young man and this young family in our prayers. Uh, Mrs. Beth Grieve had successful surgery last week. Um, she's going to be returning to school, God willing, uh, later on this week, so we thank the Lord for that. Uh, it was nothing, it was, it was some cleanup issues uh, from uh, the cancer treatments that she had received, so it's not a not a regression or anything, but simply uh, uh, taking care of a few things that still need to be taken care of with that. We pray for uh, Mr. Bruce Newbert, uh, one of our members, longtime members. Uh, he is currently on uh, hospice care at Pathstone. Uh, he is no longer eating. It seems as though the Lord will be taking him home uh, soon. So we pray the Lord would continue to strengthen Bruce through what seems to be, at least from an earthly standpoint, to be his final days. Uh, and we also thank the Lord for a successful surgery for Mark Schwein. Uh, he had that surgery. We're waiting to see uh, if the, uh, what the results of that surgery are, if, if uh, it would accomplish everything that we hoped it did. Uh, now we'll be launching into our new uh, section we'll be doing every week for the next uh, uh, couple months, uh, the Meet the Faculty section. Yesterday I had the opportunity to sit down with Principal Brandon Heinze. Uh, here's what that sounded like. Today I have the opportunity to interview Mr. Brandon Heinze, perhaps I should say Principal Brandon Heinze here at our uh, school. How are you doing today, Brandon? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for joining us here for the Twin Steeples podcast. I think it's important that our members get to know our faculty a little bit. Uh, if you come to church, you watch the YouTube uh, of our services, you get to know Pastor Radical and I quite well. Um, but a lot of the work that our school teachers do, if you don't have a school uh, student enrolled at the school, perhaps uh, uh, you don't get to know our teachers here as well. So I think this Meet the Faculty series will be a neat chance for our members to get to know uh, our teachers. And today we're going to start with the, the head honcho himself, the principal of Emmanuel Lutheran uh, uh, High School and Grade School, um, Principal Brandon Heinze. So Brandon, a couple questions for you just to get started. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up uh, on a dairy farm uh, outside of Madison Lake, Minnesota, and I attended Emmanuel Lutheran School from grades K through 12. So I kind of grew up within this congregation, but not in this congregation at the same time because we were members over at Salem and Eagle Lake. Okay, okay. So when did you graduate, Brandon? I graduated in 2004. Okay. Uh, are you married, Brandon? I am married. I married Laura Nolting, the daughter of uh, our former pastor here at Emmanuel, Paul Nolting. And we've been married for 15 years this May, so we're oh. celebrating a little bit of a milestone. So yeah, she's congratulations. Been, she's been on me trying to make sure I plan something. Oh. So Well, I hope you do something fun. <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, children? I have five daughters. Wow. Okay. Yes. That's, a lot of, uh, that's a lot of daughters. That is a lot of daughters. Oh. Yep. Yeah, three of them are enrolled here at school. Okay. Uh, my oldest is an eighth grader, Rebecca. Emma's a sixth grader, and Holly is a second grader. Okay. And, and the young, youngest two are? Youngest two are McKenna and Brenna. Okay. Very good. Uh, Brandon, when you were a kid, did you think you were going to be a teacher when you grew up, or did you have a different uh, uh, career in mind? Well, it depends on when you ask. <laughs> well, why don't you, why don't you uh, uh, give me the spectrum? Well, as a, as a fifth and sixth grader, I thought I was going to be an NFL 
I think we thought we all football did, player. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but sometime between fifth and sixth grade and ninth and tenth grade, I was actually leading, leading towards the ministry. Oh. Uh, and going into the the preaching ministry, but in high school. Um, I decided to go into teaching, okay. and specifically high school or secondary teaching, and either in the math or the sciences, something like that. Sure. So, was there anything specific? And you mentioned those fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, those formative years. Kind of was there something specific that happened, or, or uh, some sort of course of events that led you to the teaching uh, ministry? I think I just really enjoyed being around children. Um, when I got con- after I got confirmed in Eagle Lake, I took on a role of Sunday school teacher. Oh, okay. Um, in ninth through twelfth grade, essentially, and um, I think that really just opened my eyes at the interactions you can have with kids and the the joy of teaching not just God's word but other subjects as well. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, encouragement to everybody listening to think about doing Sunday school. Very rewarding work. Absolutely. Uh, so where did you go to college then? Um, so I knew I was going to be a secondary teacher, so I decided to go to college at Minnesota State University here in Mankato. Mm-hmm. Um, and took four years, got my bachelor's degree in mathematics education, and my first job out of college was in Comfrey, Minnesota at the public school over there. Okay. I did that for seven years. Okay, and so you're teaching math, science? Just math. Just math. Yep, okay. I was the math department. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Okay, so all levels? Seventh through twelfth grade, yeah. Seventh through twelfth, okay. Yep. Well, awesome. So you were there at Comfrey for seven years until... Uh, you came here. Is there, was there anything in between there? Well, between there, I actually would, went back to get my master's degree at MSU. Um, my thought was I was kind of done with the public school scene and wanted mm-hmm. to pursue a higher degree so I could move into like a, a South Central Technical College type area where I'd be at a community college teaching higher level mathematics. Um, so got my master was pursuing my master's degree at uh, MSU when. The position here opened up, and I would receive the call to come here and teach high school math and science and technology and things like that. So, so what was your first year here? Uh, this is actually my fifth year here, so okay. five years ago, whatever that equates <laughs> to. Was in 2018? Is that right? Uh, 20, I think 2017, fall of 2017, something okay. like that, to, okay. to 2018, yeah. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, why, Brandon, do you believe that a Christian education is so important? Well... Versus just a regular education. I think it's the difference between life and death. I mean, there's no other education on earth that is going to distinguish between your eternal life or your eternal death. Uh, Christian education is the only thing that can give you that, that the gospel message that is the foundation of Christian education that brings eternal life to all who believe it. Mm-hmm. That's the reason Christian education is so important. And we talk about Christian education and we think about it as you know, this organization that has this Christian education, but it really starts in the home. You know, it's it's that family unit that delves into that gospel, that delves into those daily devotions and things like that, where it really begins. And then sending your kids here to help support that education that you've helped out, helped to build at home uh, is another useful tool in that quiver of tools that God gives you. Yeah, I think that's a super important point, and it's kind of part of the, part of the, uh, I guess the mission of the school here is to remember that the primary educator of, of students and children is to be the parents. You know, God gave God gave your children to you, um, and so it's your duty to make sure your child gets the education they need. As a school, we are here to supplement and to aid as best as we can, and we'll do whatever whatever we can. But uh, I think that's an excellent point is to remember that it starts in the home first and foremost. 
Uh, Brandon, do you have a story from the classroom, maybe this year or in past years, that that you can share with our listeners? Because you know, a lot of us we're not in the classroom, we're not in the school every day. So, can you tell me a story that kind of tells us what a manual is all about and why a manual is so important to our ministry here uh, in Mankato? I don't know that I have a specific story, but I do have events that are recurring, kind of. Uh, You wouldn't think that in a math class it's really easy to bring up God's Word or things like that, but it turns out that if you're always ready to give an account, um, as we're told to do, you will find little places where, oh yeah, you you can insert scripture here. Um, we had a situation in which I had a word problem in stats. I guess I'll get into a specific one here. <laughs> we had a word problem in stats that talked about um, government aid or something like that, and it was a proportion of people on government aid or something like that. And we, t- and we actually ended up talking about, you know, the role of the Christian church in providing aid to people in need and the whole um, early Christian church in Acts. That, mm-hmm. that came up as part of that discussion. So it, it's amazing that you can find ways to incorporate the Word of God in every conversation you have if you're ready to do so. Yeah, even in, even in statistics. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, Brandon, because you're so intimately connected with the inner workings of Manual Lutheran Church and school and everything going on, you know, you're, you're kind of one of the glue guys as far as the school and the church and keeping everything connected. What are some things that we can work on and that our listeners can keep in their prayers and their thoughts and their offerings um, what can we work on as a church and school um, to improve our sharing of the gospel and our mission to teach these children? Well, I don't really have a laundry list that I want to share with you, but um, just in general, making sure that you keep all the workers here in your prayers. Um, they, with, without these, work, these called workers that we have here, the school would not be able to operate the way it does. Um, it's very evident if you have one person get sick or two people get sick of how much scrambling there is to try to keep things moving forward. So the fact that we've had a relatively healthy staff and faculty around here and, and people willing to help support us and step in when needed on short notice and things like that, it's been a huge blessing in the God has provided us with. So keep praying for that. Um, and then just as far as, you know, the fiscal... Um, building itself, continue to, you know, make sure that we have what we need to either make improvements to this property or as we are looking at perhaps expanding our school or things like that, looking for opportunities like preschool or something like that, that we could pray for and bring the Word of God to even younger students that would be happy and joyful to be here and involved with that. Yeah, I know that preschool is a project that you and I have both worked on quite a bit and it's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit the last year or two, but that's something that you know both of us are certainly passionate about and something I think that could be a great uh, great benefit for our church and school and again for the uh, continuing education of our young ones. Uh, so Brandon, what's your favorite thing about being a teacher? My favorite thing about being a teacher is working with young adults and young children and helping them grow and learn and um, discover new things and also helping them grow in their faith and being able to um, experience God in person through his word. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Least favorite thing about being a teacher? Sin. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good answer. When... You know, that, and that's really the root cause of all the, the least favorite things of being a teacher. You know, no one wants to have to deal with, you know, classroom discipline. No one wants to have to deal with that kid who was just being disrespectful to another teacher. And, you know, a lot of times in the case that I'm dealing with them. But 
you know, that's an effect of sin, and we all re- recognize that here, and we all recognize our need for a Savior here. And the, the blessing about being here is that we can address that as sin and then not only address it, point it out, but then also point out the solution. Yeah. You know, that Jesus yeah. is our Savior. He took care of it. It's forgiven. Absolutely. You know, I, you know, sin is obviously the source of all problems, but it's also a great learning opportunity every time, too. And I think that's exactly what you brought yep. out there. So, yeah, very good. Uh, how about outside of school? Let's get to know you a little bit uh, outside of school. What are some of your favorite hobbies or things to do outside of the classroom and your work here at Emmanuel? I've got too many of them. i got little projects here and there all over the place. Um, I like to do um, cooking. Uh, my wife can attest that I have way too many cooking gadgets and kitchen gadgets. <laughs> In fact, she reorganized our pantry. Ah. And uh, <laughs> our pantry is a closet of kitchen gadgets and yeah. our, our where you normally would put your kitchen gadgets is our pantry, so we have a much smaller pantry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and then also, I, I like to be outside. We do camping during the summertime and fishing and things like that. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah, those are some of the hobbies I like to do. Oh, good. Well, it's nice to have. Uh, well, I always joke. It's nice to have three months off every year, Brandon. Isn't it? <laughs> <coughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, when you, it's a little bit easier as a teacher to have those months off than you are the, are the principal. You're yeah. a little bit more on call when you have that's to true. show families at school or things like that. But that's true. That's always fun, too. Uh, any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners to the podcast today? I would just like to say that I appreciate all the support that this congregation gives to the school. Um, we won't be able to operate without that. And the fact that we are reaching non-members of this congregation at a rate of 25% in our school currently with the Word of God, that's a huge outreach opportunity that you wouldn't necessarily have as a congregation without the school here. So that's a huge blessing that you continue to support. Awesome. I appreciate your time today, Brandon. Thank you so much, and our prayers go with you as you continue the important work that you do. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Principal Heinze, for uh, sitting down and giving us that interview. Uh, Blessings on your work as you continue to serve Christ's little lambs here at Emmanuel Lutheran School. Next week, we'll be uh, sitting down with Mr. Michael Wheaton, longtime first and second grade teacher here at Emmanuel. Uh, For our hymn of the day, Pastor Radical picked out a hymn for us. We're looking at... Hymn 285 from the Lutheran hymnal, How Precious is the Book Divine. This fits really well with our readings for today and from our devotion from Psalm 19. There's six short verses here. How precious is the book divine by inspiration given. Bright as a lamp its doctrines shine to guide our souls to heaven. Its light descending from above our gloomy world to cheer displays a Savior's boundless love and brings his glories near. It shows to man his wandering ways and where his feet have trod and brings to view the matchless grace of a forgiving God. O'er all the straight and narrow way its radiant beams are cast, a light whose never-weary ray grows brighter at the last. It sweetly cheers our drooping hearts in this dark veil of tears. Life, light, and joy it still imparts and quells our rising fears. This lamp, through all the tedious night of life, shall guide our way till we behold the clear light of an eternal day. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, EmmanuelMankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.